Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. This year, we're journeying together through the book of Proverbs in the pursuit of wisdom. So glad you're tuning in. I'm Steve Bingley, your host. On this episode, we'll be looking at Proverbs 1-7. The word of God reads, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. We've been doing a deep dive on this idea of the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord, uh, it's it's God-centeredness. It's a posture of awe and worship of God, of who he is. It's It's a worship that's centered on him, not on ourselves, but on his character and nature. And this, this is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. But the beginning of the fear of the Lord itself uh, is the genuine experience of God's grace. That's what we've covered in the previous episodes. And so really the illustration that I've used up to this point is that once we turn on the street called grace, God's undeserved favor and we look around in amazement and experience the undeserved favor of God, only then will our hearts be able to see the freeway entrance of the fear of the Lord because it's only grace that truly allows us to be God-centered. And once we take that highway entrance, we will be on a path and a highway towards wisdom and skillful living. Now, a, a question that could be raised at this point a natural question could be well well how do i know that i'm really experiencing this i mean everything sounds great but how do i really know that you know i'm experiencing uh grace and therefore fearing the lord and in a way that leads to wisdom in other words are there any signs that point me uh, and guide me and reflect back uh, some feedback that i really have turn to the street of grace and that I'm taking the entrance of God's centrality, how can I know? Well, I think there are two ways, two ways that we can know that our hearts have truly experienced the grace of God leading towards uh, God-centeredness. Two ways. Number one, we desire God for God. See, it's one thing to desire God because of the benefits that God gives us, right? I mean, it's one thing to care about God because of the perks, right? Um, Oh, wow, God gives me wisdom. Hey, God hooks me up with some forgiveness. He gives me this thing called grace. Wow, it's really fantastic. And now, now I get to live the life that I want because I've received these benefits from God. No, instead, uh, what we see is that it's, it's one thing to love God for what he gives, but it's another thing to love him, the giver himself. And one of the marks of someone who has had a genuine encounter with the grace of God is that they love the grace giver. They love him. They love Jesus. They look not just to his hands, the hands that are generous, the hands that give, but they also look to his face, the face full of glory and beauty and seek his face. So one sign and evidence that uh, this is really happening is that we desire God for God. But the second sign or the evidence that this is taking place is that because of our desire for God, we despise sin. This is natural, right? I mean, when we genuinely love someone, we will reject and turn away from that which hurts that person. 
Well, in, in the case of God, when we desire God, when we love him, we want to turn away from sin. We want to turn away from that which is contrary to his very nature, whether that shows up you know, in our thought life, our speech, actions, motivations, because we don't want to hurt him. Now, this is very different from, from moralism, right? Moralism is really about staying away from wrong for one's own sake, one's own pride. Where, um, so that when one sins or does something wrong, they're really disappointed in themselves more than anything else. But when you love God, love for God stays away from sin for God's sake because of God. And when, when, when one does sin, they're grieved because they know it grieves God. They are saddened because they know that they've saddened God. And so out of their relationship with God, um, they stay away from that which hurts God. Think about these two evidences, right? To love God for God and to despise sin because of our love and desire for God. I mean, think about uh, how this plays out in other relationships in our lives. I mean, I think about how this plays out with my wife. You know, how do I know I'm in covenant relationship with my wife? Well, I love my wife not for what my wife gives me, but because of who she is. I I just want to spend time with her and be around her because I love her for her. And that's why I want to be faithful to her. Not because I'm trying to be moralistic, to live up to my own standards. No, it's because I don't want to hurt her. And so those are the evidences uh, that I'm in covenant relationship with my wife. And that's the same picture that we have with our God. I love the way Tim and Kathy Keller uh, put it in in the devotional book. They say, wisdom requires a genuine hatred of wrongdoing, not just a calculated avoidance of it out of self interest. The dread of punishment only makes us self-absorbed, worried about being hurt. The true fear of the Lord serves him out of joy and high appreciation for who he is. And so I want to ask you a question. Um, you know, today, wherever you might be, however you may be listening to this, do you love God for who he is? Do you fear sinning because you don't want to hurt him? And what's great is that if you... If there's even a small part of you that says yes to those questions, well, the amazing thing is as you're on the highway of wisdom, those are signs and mirrors pointing back to you that you're going in the right direction, that you have experienced and that you are uh, experiencing the grace of God and that that's leading you to the freeway entrance of the fear of the Lord and that's taking you and propelling you and launching you on a pathway of wisdom. And so if you have even a little bit of that, you should be so encouraged and ask God for more, more of, uh, more love uh, for him and more desire for him because that alone is a gift as well. But maybe you're listening today and you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling. You're saying, oh my gosh, you know, sometimes I really have a temptation to use God and sometimes I, when I sin, I just really feel disappointed in myself and not because I hurt God. And maybe as you're listening, you feel a little bit discouraged. Well, would you take a moment and just hear the gospel all over again? Because the last thing that we want to do is be guilted to further moralism, right? Instead of what we want to do is allow God's kindness, the gospel, to turn our hearts back to him. Well, the amazing thing about the gospel is that you and I, We were created and designed to have relationship with God. But we, in Adam and in our lives, we said no. We turned away, and that led to death. Uh, The consequences, sin broke into our hearts and into this world, and that's why there's so much brokenness and devastation around us. 
But yet, instead of us paying the bill of sin, which is death, God did the unthinkable. He sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus, he lived the righteous life. He fulfilled the righteous life that we were supposed to live, that we could never live. And on that cross, on that cross, Jesus died the death and paid for the the penalty of sin, the penalty that you and I should have paid. And so when he rose again, it proved that his death was effective and powerful to deal with our sins. And so when you and I, when we have placed our trust in Jesus, the amazing thing is in this moment, if that's you, if you have placed your trust in Jesus, and the amazing amazing thing is it doesn't have to be great faith because we have a great Savior. It could be small faith, but as long as we trust in the right Savior who is great and mighty, it's a sufficient and effective faith. If we place our trust in Jesus, the remarkable thing is that in this moment right now, God looks at you and he sees the righteousness of Christ as though you lived it and he does not see your sins. That is astounding. So even as you're driving right now or you know, maybe you're listening to this in the kitchen or uh, maybe you're going on a walk, would you allow this gospel message to bring you back to the street of grace and let it melt your heart? In fact, I'd love to pray for you right now that the gospel may take root all over again. Jesus, would you remind our hearts? Sometimes our hearts condemn us. Sometimes we doubt ourselves. But God, what I love is that you're greater and you are faithful to yourself and you're faithful to your word. Thank you for the gospel. We ask that you would move our hearts to see you and that that would compel us, that that would compel us to focus all of our heart's attention on you and be God-centered in order to be wise and knowledgeable. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.